and uh, you've certainly uh, left a great legacy there. It's so important that we can equip and uh, train people and, and uh, train people in the ministry, isn't it? Oh, yes. it was. Uh, my aim has always been and my passion is to be involved in training leaders uh, for the ministry and not only for ministry but also to be working in the local church. In the 17 years I ran the college, in Brisbane, I think around 1,100 students graduated, and my last count's about 110 full time in the ministry. And now you're travelling around, uh, doing you know different teaching in different parts of the nation, and uh, you're focusing on the Book of Revelation. Tell us why that is a focus for you right now. Okay, um, when I was running the Bible College about 30 years ago, I was asked by a student to come and speak to his church about the book of Revelation, and we developed a book then, and we did seminars. We did it for quite a number of years, um, but as time went on, we got involved in other things. And when I moved down here to Melbourne, um, I was approached again by students that had been in a Bible college down here. I lectured on it about the book of Revelation, and my wife said to me, why don't you revive the book and uh, add some stuff to it? And we worked on it, and we have the seminars, and we just feel it's the right time for this type of teaching uh, to come through. and uh, we really take the approach not so much about the Antichrist and that kind of approach to it, even though it's in it, but about the importance of sharing the gospel uh, because of the great wealth of Christianity and love love of God in our lives. I'm curious to know what focus you bring because, you know, a lot of people focus on the Antichrist, like you said, or the mark of the beast or the pre-trib, the post-trib, the mid-trib. And, the, you know, people have all these different focuses and, uh, and can really, uh, you know, get hung up on some of, the, some of the details and some of the interpretations. But really, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, isn't it? That's right, yes. And really, uh, when you talk about the end times and the destruction, it doesn't take up more than about a third of the book. The other two thirds really is to do with what heaven's like, uh, also about, you know, Jesus Christ, our great Savior. And it really, when studied, the approach that I've taken to it with it is that the book of Revelation should encourage us to have a greater reverence and worship for Christ and also a love for Christ, and also a desire to share the gospel with others, not out of fear, but out of what Christ has done for us, which can be given to others if they receive Christ as Saviour. And a lot of people uh, have seen the Left Behind movies and read the Left Behind books. Um, would you say that uh, you know that they're pretty close to being the- theologically accurate, or is it a little bit different You know what you teach? Oh, they're pretty well being theological accurate. I haven't seen them for years now. Oh, boy, they're pretty old movies, they are. <laughs> oh, gosh, they're going back 30-plus years, I would have thought, at least. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a movie that kind of summarizes most of the events put together uh, to give people an idea of what would take place in, you know, in, in the end time. Um, what I've done in my, in my seminars is to work through the book in a chronological order, identifying how these events fit together, in the you know in 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 the book of where they and and to describe them to people, and uh, I don't you know we don't actually approach it from a particular theological point of view, uh, though in the front of the book we have an explanation of each view. It's then left up to the person to bring their own interpretation on that. Because there's a lot of preachers that would be nervous about preaching on Revelation because it can be divisive and people can argue to the cows come home about this interpretation and that interpretation. Uh, but uh, really, we won't know until we get to heaven, will we? <laughs> That's right, yeah. And really, I mean, I've, I actually taught on the book of Revelation and part of my doctorate degree was involved in that. 
And the, the parts that we argue over are quite small, really, and we spend a lot of time arguing if it pre-trib, post-trib, and so we actually miss the great blessing that's in the book and what God has for us. I think, Matthew, one of the things that kind of really caught caught my, my, my attention concerning the end times was at about the mid-90s, I got a, a fax message from the Korean Presbyterian Church asking me to come and to speak, and the topic was the movement of the Holy Spirit for That's the next 100 years. Yeah, it was. I didn't. When, when it came through, I thought it was a translation mistake. <laughs> and <laughs> after several phone calls and getting it, that's what the topic. And I suddenly, it made me stop and think that, uh, you know, if Christ comes tomorrow, well, that's good. But we could have a, a great uh, length of time in front of us to share the gospel. And uh, the book of Revelation is really an encouragement for us to preach the gospel. Some of us will suffer persecution. Uh, some won't, but that doesn't mean the gospel shouldn't continue on. And that really uh, changed my whole approach to end time, you know, really thinking, well, it could be 100 years, or it could be 10 years. It really uh, is unimportant. The, the issue is that we need to be out there sharing the gospel with people. Exactly right, you know, and I've heard some preachers say that, you know, we should be found working in the harvest fields when the Lord returns, uh, not uh, navel-gazing and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and getting distracted. Uh, and, you know, the reality is Jesus did say in the Scriptures, didn't he, that the gospel will be preached to all nations and then the end will come. Uh, I, I heard that a while back there was uh, uh, several of the largest mission agencies in the world talking about Bible translation and yeah. talking about missions, organisations going into all the world and, they said that they predicted within the next 10 to 15 years that there might be all the translations covered, all the nations covered. There might be the gospel preached to every tribe, nation and tongue, but there's still a lot of work to go. And this was a few years ago now, because mm. uh, really that's, that's our, that should be our focus, shouldn't it? Let's reach the whole world with the gospel. Yeah, and that's right. And the book of Revelation constantly talks about people from every tribe and every nation uh, in the presence of God worshipping him. And it comes through, you know, it's quite surprising how many times it does turn up uh, through it just in different places. And it really uh, emphasizes, again, the importance to take the gospel into the whole world. Absolutely. And tell us a little bit about uh, the, uh, the theme of heaven in Revelation, because I remember hearing a preacher once say that if you read through the passages about heaven in the book of Revelation, it'll give you a, a good understanding of, of heaven. And he said, you know, when you go to buy a house, uh, you, you look at the photos, you go and do a tour of the house, you, you research it before you go there. He said, but a lot of Christians have no idea what heaven's actually like. Just, just tell us a bit about your uh, understanding of, you know, what the scriptures teach us in Revelation about heaven. Okay, well... Why I approach it in, in the book and I teach it is that it makes it very clear that it's a new heaven and a new earth. Del one's passed away and we've got a brand new place. And I think there are many symbols that are used in the book of Revelation to explain it. One, it talks about heaven having the city having a great wall around it. And it, it's no need, it, the wall is there not as protection, but really to clarify the fact that we are in a special place with God and we spend time with him. I think um, there are many illustrations. It talks about uh, the, you know, the foundations having 12 stones of different colors. And what's interesting about it is that if you look at the colors of the stones, they're the same colors on the zodiac, except they're marked in different order. And uh, it shows that God has done a complete new thing. He's pre prepared a new place. Um, 
talks about a place of healing. Uh, and when I think one of the interesting things that I've noticed in it that really touches me, it says that there won't be any sorrow, but then it goes on and says there won't be any crying. And I thought, oh, that touches me so much. And not only is all pain gone, but even the vocal expression of pain is removed from that. And we've... Um, in a place where God, you know, His love surrounds us, and all the heartaches and all the, all the things that we've experienced in this world are cleaned right away. But also, I think um, a fellow called Reverend Stott was once asked by some young Bible college students, "What is heaven like?" And he stopped for a moment and he gave one word. He said, or two words. He said, "More responsibility." And uh, heaven's not just an idle place; it's a place of activity where we serve our Lord. And we're in his presence, but we serve him without all the anxiety and uh, all the pressures and distractions which this world has. We're placed to be in, in, in with him at that time. Mm, fantastic. I just love uh, that picture of heaven that you paint there. And I think as believers, we should be studying heaven a lot more and, and being ready, you know, get, getting ready for going there one day. Uh, so exciting. Now, mm. I'm curious to know a bit about Trinity Leadership Products, which yes. is uh, part of your organization. Uh, I know you've got great products there, you know, focusing on, you know, growing future leaders. Uh, you've got products about discipleship. Um, about uh, obviously the book of Revelation, uh, different study guides that you've produced. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us how important it is that we get these products into the hands of, of people to, uh, you know, to grow in their faith. Okay, yes. Well, we've got, uh, I've written all total 13 books, uh, one on Revelation. Then we have eight, which is called the First Love Series. And uh, they are a study through different books of the Bible, uh, smaller books like Ephesians, Philippians and Colossians. And they're to do with our Christian life. And uh, we found them very effective. People take them and study them. And they're like a, um, a verse-by-verse study, but each one has about 40 to 50 stories in it to help explain the passage. Um, but we've also found that instead of people filling out assignments, writing in words and that type of thing, it's done on a journal base where people read through the, the passage for the day. There are some thoughts which they then... I asked to consider and they write down in their own words how God has been speaking to them from that particular passage. So when they get together in their group on Sunday, or sorry, on, during the weekday in a Bible study, uh, they've come with something that God's spoken to them from their heart. Um, we've also designed them so there's not so much a leader's book because what we didn't want to do was to take away from the vision of the church, but rather have the book wrap around the vision of the church. Mm. So when people study the, the scripture and look at these things, not only are they uh, conscious of the word of God, but they're also very conscious of where their particular church is going and where it's moving. So that's the first love series. The other books we have, the four of them, and uh, they're on leadership. And uh, I've been very much involved in leadership. And these look at the different aspects of leadership. And we run seminars parallel to those ones as well, one-hour seminars, uh, which deal with different aspects from those books. And they've been used quite a lot in different denominations as well. Sounds like you're very much involved in equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. Uh, yeah. Look, it says in Ephesians 4, and uh, so important that uh, we encourage and equip the next generation. So once again, if people want to find out more, the website is trinitylead.com. And you can find the link to these uh, wonderful products there from Dr. Tony Keys. Uh, also, if uh, people want to connect with you, maybe they want to book you to do a seminar on the book of Revelation or leadership or one of these topics, uh, you're, you're available to travel around. And uh, I know you're hosting 
a bunch of those this year as well. You got one up in uh, in Brisbane uh, later in the year as well. Uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing how the Lord continues to use you to uh, continue uh, teaching others. And uh, I reckon your history maker, Dr. Tony. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Matt and Matthew, for your time too. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.